guys. Welcome back. This is episode three of God's Promises, a Christian podcast. Um, I am Lacey and this is my husband, Anthony. And um, we are just nobodies. Like we're just (laughs) believers. We're just people that felt like um, we just had this message that we wanted to convey out in the world. And we felt like God was telling us to convey this message. So we started this podcast just to convey that out into the world. And we thought that what we would start doing is going over the promises of God because um, it's something that you hear a lot in Christian circles, like heed to the promises of God, remember Mm -hmm. God promises this. And it's, I think as humans, we tend to wander really easily. So it's so important just to remember all of the promises that God has made. And so this um, is kind of like our our mission and our purpose just to look back and remember the promises and just kind of dive into them a little deeper with you and with each other. And hopefully it can be of help and inspiration to someone in the future. Yep. And uh, in today's episode, we're going to get into something pretty... It's controversial. Pretty controversial. Um, yeah. It's it's something that has kind of been on the radar now for the last like six months. So there's a pastor. His name's Mike Todd. He's the one that originally started this controversy. And he said in one of his sermons, and you can look this up, he said, yeah. um, people don't go to hell because of their sin. God has already forgiven that. People go to hell because of their unbelief. And there's a huge, huge controversy right now of... Um, yeah, there's a lot of theologians that are coming against him yeah, and saying that he's wrong. Going, he's wrong. And... Like, your sin takes you to hell, gets you to hell. And like... Yeah. But we're going to dive into that a little bit. Um, and we're going to be in John 3. Mm-hmm. And... So we actually... Anthony kind of came to me and said, do you know that this is going on? Have you heard of this or anything like that? And all I could think about was like, oh, the enemy is trying to get this guy. Because a lot of, so we looked up some stuff and like what people were saying about him and about this in general. And a lot of it isn't necessarily about what he said. It's more about him as a person, which is like terrible and sad. Um, cause they're taking away the fact, um, that he's saying this and it's, it's actually a scriptural thing that we kind of looked up and we're like, okay, let's look this up for ourselves and see if the scripture says it. Cause if God says it, then we're good. Right. And I think that's where we kind of fall as believers. Like if yeah. God says it, then we're okay. Right. So if it's in the Bible, then like, that's how it That goes. is like, like, you can't. You can't sit here and like make stuff up. Like, no, if it's like, in the Bible, like what's in the Bible is what's going to happen and what did happen, and like it's true. Yeah, and then you have to figure out based on context what you need to apply to your life. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you fall under the right. new covenant? Old? Pro- There's all these things, well, but. The, I think when you get to the core of it, like, we kind of believe that, like, this is the truth. Right. And you have to know the Old Covenant to understand the New Covenant. Which means, like, Old Testament, New Testament, right. basically. So the, yeah, yeah. The, old, the Old Covenant is the Old Testament. It was pre-Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's when, like, you would go to the temples and you would sacrifice your best goat or sheep or whatever. Animal birds, um, yeah. All the things, the yeah. high priest was the only one that could talk to God. Like, you would go to the temple and you would talk to the high priest, you know. And, and you would do your sacrifice. It's all right. kind of like outlined a little bit in Leviticus. We don't really need to get into it, but there was a process to it. Right, and, and they, then the high priest would go into... They would do this... The room yeah. of God or what I don't remember exactly what it's called, but he was the only one that could go into that room and that was supposedly was where god was like that's where god sat yeah you know his presence um like but the then, ark of the covenant and all that right. is what they're talking but about but then jesus comes yeah and jesus comes and he does you know his ministry and he dies on the cross 
and then rises three days later and then ascends to heaven after so many days and leaves the Holy Spirit. That is now the new covenant. Our interaction with God yeah. is through the Holy Spirit. So Jesus broke. He was the Lamb of God. He was, he was the, the sacrifice. sacrifice. So there is no he more sacrifice. He broke the veil. Like he tore the veil. Like we don't have to... Um, you know, nobody has to intercede for right. us nobody, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And so before you had to have some kind of sacrifice. You had to have some, like mm-hmm. something had to, to, you had, there had to be a balance. And right. Jesus is like, some type of gift. I did this for you so right. that there wasn't. And right. that's kind of like where we fall under is like Jesus said, I, you know, I came, I did all of this. Yeah. I am the threshold now. Yeah. Is, is what Jesus's death and resurrection and ascension that's so what we can means. as believers we believe that we can we can go to speak god to god ourselves, ourselves. we don't have to go through a priest right. you don't have to there's no blood sacrifice that we have to make like right. god already did all of that um he reconciled us back to him basically right and so the interesting thing about this controversy is that mike todd kind of said these words and people necessarily weren't going after him for his words they were going after him as a person and which is a whole nother yeah. thing in general but they were going after him kind of saying that because he was relevant and had a social media presence and because he spoke in language that was easy to understand that he couldn't possibly be speaking the truth and so that's where like it's very i thought that was very key to me and that's why we went to the scripture and we were like well if the scripture says it then then we know that it doesn't matter so we're gonna pull it straight from the bible so what we came up what we looked up was this in john and it was it's john 3 um and he jesus is talking to nicodemus who was like a prominent he was uh, a jewish yeah uh, high leader. leader yeah uh, so he comes and speaks with Jesus, and he, you know, he's asking him. Uh, we all know that God sent uh, sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are proof enough that God is with you. Jesus replied, "I assure you, unless you are born again, you can never see the kingdom of God. Unless you are born again, you can never see the kingdom of God." Uh, what do you mean? Exclaimed Nicodemus. How uh, can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, the truth is no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives new life from heaven. So don't be surprised at my statement that you must be born again. Just as you can hear the wind, you can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. So you can't explain how people are born of the spirit. What do you mean, Nicodemus asked? Uh, Jesus replied, you are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, I am telling you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe us. But if you don't even believe me when I tell you about things that happen here on earth, how can you possibly believe if I tell you what is going going on in heaven? For only I, the Son of Man, have come to earth and will return to heaven again. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so I, the Son of Man, must be lifted up on a pole, so that everyone who believes in me will have eternal life. Then it goes into the infamous John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn it, but to save it. So what we when we looked at this and we were trying to look at what Michael Todd said, we were trying to figure out, okay, let's break it down and what he's actually meaning. Mm-hmm. And when you look at this, these are red letter words like straight from Jesus. This was a conversation he was having with this high guy that he would have been well respected in the community. Right. And um, Nicodemus is like legitimately asking him questions, which I think is awesome and great and it's interesting because in our version at least that we're reading there is a plural here so when jesus is talking he's saying we so he's referring to him 
and the Father and you know the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so he's referring to the Trinity here without even without kind of before they would have referred to that like that would have been a thing. The Trinity, <coughs> the Trinity didn't exist at this point. No, cause because the Holy God, Spirit wasn't Jesus, here. Yeah, Jesus hadn't been crucified yet and ascended. Yeah, so he hadn't left the Holy Spirit. So right now it's only God the Father and yeah, you know Jesus the Son. And I think what he's saying here, and I don't know how, where how you're taking it, but how I was taking it when I looked this up was that. So, okay, like Jesus is telling Nicodemus to get into heaven, you have to believe in me. Right. Like, that's what it is. Like, you there, have yeah. to, there's no other way you have to believe in me. And he's like, and, and believe in what you. Yeah, I mean, and he says it again. We, he we says it to twice. John 14. Like, well, uh, before you get to that, he says in 15, he, re- he references in 315 eternal life and in 316 it references eternal life and like when we were talking about this the other day it was like this was like sunday school 101 we thought we were like why why is there so much controversy on this because because you have the infinite it's john 14 6 like i am the way the truth and life no one can come through the father except through me yeah and that's very infamous too like Like, that's a so that like paints it for me like that paints it easy like that's there's no like gray area here it's black and white yeah if you don't believe in christ you don't get into heaven it doesn't matter how good of a person you are and i think what he's referencing there is like is god gonna see jesus in you or is he gonna see you right and so i think kind of how this this all plays out and works is that you know, God's going to look at you and be like, oh, I know you because he knows Jesus, right? right? Like that's himself. He's like, I know this person. I know himself. Like I know you. Like we're good. Okay, we're good. Come on in. Like, let you know, right. and in like very layman's terms, right? right? And so the interesting thing too is like in John 3, 15 and 16, they're referencing <laughs> eternal life in this and they're referencing belief in both of these passages. Mm-hmm. So everyone who believes will have eternal life. Who everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And so this is kind of like the core belief in Christianity of like what gets you what differentiates you from like heaven to hell. Do you know what I mean? Like you're going to spend eternity somewhere. So where's it going to be? And you know, but in these two verses like belief is referenced so your sin isn't the thing like jesus came and took all of that away like you can repent now and go to god and say you know this is i'm so sorry please wipe me clean you know like of this you know of this sin like we can all repent to god now because of the new covenant well i think the most important thing to remember though is that that is different from this like getting into heaven thing so because yeah, we're we all are born into this world as sinners yeah like the bible re- references that too like we all come into the into the world mm-hmm. as sinners yeah like we are sinners by nature for sure so so that's always something that's in us that's always something that we're fighting against right and i think whether it, I think it doesn't matter. Cause you I can't. think it's easier when you're walking with the Lord, but it's it's in but there. But you can't live a sinless life. Only Jesus. That only would be Jesus the only, was the only one yeah. that lived a sinless life. Like we as humans are unable to live a sinless life. <coughs> because me. even if you try and you're doing so good, how many times have you, and I'm sure this happens to every single person out there, where like how many times... Have you, like, said something and somebody took it the wrong way, the way you did not mean it? And that was truly, like, they were like, oh, they were mean to me. They said this mean thing to me. You had no idea on your end but that you were being referencing being mean to this person and you didn't even know that you had sinned against them, right? Yeah. And it's like, so there's, 
there's all these things. It's like no matter what you do, like your good works, like your things that you're trying to do aren't going to get you into heaven. They're not going to get you into that without your belief in Christ. Yeah. Like just because you believe in Christ doesn't mean that's the end all. Like you can't believe in Christ and continue to sin. No. Like sin without remorse. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, I see what you mean. Because we're all sinners. Mm-hmm. We sin unconsciously. We sin. Mm-hmm. But the difference is in your growth in Christ and in your growth in faith, there comes remorse for that mm-hmm. sin. Even the unconscious sin. Mm-hmm. there's remorse for it. Yeah, because and, all of a sudden you feel like, oh my gosh, I did that person wrong. I'm so sorry. Right. I had no idea that I did this to you. Right. And it, it comes to the point then with if Christ, so if sin alone gets you into hell, what's the point of believing in Christ? Mm-hmm. And that's where we kind of were like, all of a sudden we were like, this makes no sense. Why would people have such controversy? Because if I could live a sinless life, which I can't, but I'm saying like the other side of this argument is, you know, no, your sin gets you into hell. It has nothing to do with your belief. So what would be the point of Jesus? So what's the point of Jesus? Yeah. Like what was the point of God sending himself as a human Mm -hmm. to die for us? And to conquer death and to ascend back into heaven and leave the Holy Spirit. Like, none of that was needed to happen then. Mm-hmm. If my sin alone was what got me into hell. So then, by sin alone, I'm destined for hell. Because I'm a sinner by nature. I was born into this world a sinner. I'm and gonna you leave. Can't... I'm going to leave this world a sinner. I can't get rid of that without... And you can repent all you want and there's stuff you're going to forget. you're still a sinner. Like, there's stuff you're not going to remember. You'll never be fully washed clean. But, like, so the point is, like... The only thing that washes you clean... Is the blood of Jesus. Is the blood of Jesus. I think that's the point. It's like, you can't yourself go to God and say, like, forgive me for this, 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 and this, this. And God's going to say, yes. But I think because of our human nature, like you can't possibly remember every single little thing. You can't possibly know that you sinned against this person or that person or did this or did that. And like you wouldn't know every single thing. And that sin, when that sin is washed clean. If that sin isn't washed clean though, by Jesus, then we would all be going to hell. Like there's no point. That's what we're... That's what we're worthy of. That's what we're destined of. Just by human nature, that's what we're destined to, to yeah. go. Like we don't deserve it. No, yeah. we don't deserve heaven. We deserve hell, and only absolutely heaven. for sure. And I think you have to be humble. Um, that's like a huge thing. I think to be a believer is you have to be humble enough to be like. I think about this all the time. Like, like we not... were doing something that I, at a church event. And it said, like, do you think you're going to heaven or something? like? And it was, like, it's a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to, like, answer it and, like, turn it in. I put no. And I was, like, it, or are you worried? I can't remember what the wording was. No, it was, like, do you think right now? It was something, like, do you think right now you you would be accepted into heaven or something? Like, if Jesus, uh, I don't know. But, anyway, but it was, like, it was basically, I remember writing on the piece of paper, like, like do you like do you deserve it? Do you and I was like, No, like I don't I don't deserve it. No. Like and only it through like the ba- grace of yeah, God. It was like based on uh like your current situation or something. It like was your like current like faith and Yeah, like what we're I think it was but meant was to like, be no, like, like where I don't are think you? my faith is ever going like not going to be strong enough, but like just me personally, I don't think my faith is worthy enough because I continue to sin. Like I could be in my Bible every day, praying, worshiping, like I could have the strongest relationship with God out of anybody ever. But you still have human flesh. But I still am like 
You still live in this body. Uh, yeah, I still am like in this. You still tarnished flesh and can like, snap at me or say something that right or and like Anthony, think of something that I shouldn't be thinking of or like whatever. And you think about it like, too. Like, I think you're like a perfect example in this. Sorry, but like, um, because Anthony like looks more serious a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, he could say something to me, and I could take very much offense to it. And I'm like, like, why are you mad? Like, why are you being mean to me? Yeah. And, like, but I'm no, like. I'm not, no, I'm having, like, the greatest day of my And life. I'm like, wait a second, hold on. And I'm like, oh, I have to, like, not take right. that personally. But, the, but to yeah. me, like, that could be, like, he sinned against me. Like, why is he, why is he saying this mean thing to me? And then because I've known him for so long, I'm like. That's how his face looks. And that's kind of how I go with most things. I'm like, are you really mad? Are you not mad? Because I'm like, you have like more of a serious look to you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't always come across like super charismatic. And it's taken actually like our child uh, a long time to really like understand and be okay with. And, um, but, and he still struggles. So Mm -hmm. like if you are responsible for every time our child misconstrues that, like you would absolutely be destined for hell. Right. Do you know I mean, what I mean? Des- just without that, like I'm destined for hell. Like you have to understand, I think that that no matter what you do on this earth, there's a reference verse, and like I'll put it up on the screen. I have to look for it, but it's like whatever we could give would still look like filthy rags to God, right? So yeah. you have to know as a human that. I don't deserve any of this and it doesn't matter. And like one of my friends told me once, um, she's actually, she with the Lord now, but she was saying, she was like, I, I'll be at the feet. Like if you're going to find me in heaven, like I'll be at the feet of Jesus because like I should not be allowed to be in. Yeah. Like I shouldn't, you shouldn't let me in. And so it was like on this piece of paper, like what we were talking about, it was like, should you, was, like, like, should you get Jesus in? asked you like, should I let you in? Like, it was no. like no, no and you shouldn't. I think like the answer was like, probably like they wanted you to say something different. Like, yeah, they probably were like yeah, you know, I've I believe in Christ. So no. like, I think they were trying to figure out your faith, but like, I think I remember writing on the piece of paper like, no, you shouldn't let me no. in. Like, I'm a terrible person. I'm like only by the grace of God you should let me in. I only deserve like condemnation. Like that's all I deserve. Yeah. And like, thankfully, like through Jesus, like we can rejoice and be like, gosh, like this is amazing. Like, thank you so much because there's nothing I could do to get there. No, I couldn't. If I worked for a hundred years, I would never do well enough at this. But through Jesus, Jesus is like, I took all that for you. Right. Don't worry. I was going to say, it's a... Ten, God's going to see me and not you. It's a 10,000, 100,000 year debt. That you repay, can't pay. And you'll never repay it. Like, you'll you'll never repay it. But I think the key is, like, you have to have that humility to say, like, it's not, it's not a part of my sin. It's that, I think it's like sin and belief are almost like on this separate... I think sometimes people want to lump it together when you're talking about heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. And it's like sin and belief are different in the fact of like belief paves the way to heaven. Like that's that's the way to heaven, like your belief. Being but your again, yeah. your unbelief gets goes shows you this path over here to hell and that that's it. Like you got these two paths and that's that's kind of how it goes. And I think sometimes like we want to say like, oh, I sinned, like I'm over on this path. And it's like, well, even if you sinned, like you have the blood of Jesus, you have the ability to repent. There's right. all these other things like that's not necessarily the defining factor in getting you into heaven. Like God knows your heart. And I always think of things like, I think most things in the world are like heart issues. Like most things with mm-hmm. people are heart issues. Because I remember like I wanted to change as a person. 
And I, I was like, how do you change your core beliefs or like the core way you were like raised and grew up? And I think like I prayed about it for what, like seven years to be different. Continuing to pray for it. Yeah. I know, but I, and I still like, and people will say stuff and they'll be like, what? And I'm like, and Anthony will be like, no, you should have known her. And, and even <laughs> like with me too, like, like, they're like, oh yeah, you used to be like this person. I'm like that dude's dead. I tell people all the time this, like people who knew us when we were like 22. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Go out and party and drink it up. And like, yeah, that dude died. Mm -hmm. He's dead. And that's what like, it's interesting because sometimes people that don't see you a lot or just assume you're still the same person you were when you were 22 is they look at you like that and you're like, no, 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 like, that person died. Like, I'm completely different. I'm born again. And I think our born again process... that's what born again is. Like, you're killing your old, yeah. sinful self. And, and literally raising up your new. Right. Yeah. And I think for us, it's been... I had kind of a defining moment, but I know most of the time, like, in our stories, mm-hmm. it's more of, like, a process. Yes. More than like a defining moment because we had a good foundational belief, I guess you could I say. say. I, I grew up like from like the time you had I was a like more, seven, I was yeah. in the church, yeah. And I had a really good foundational belief, and I had a really good yearning for God. Mm-hmm. Like I would go to church by myself and stuff when I was in high school. Like I wanted to go, and. So I think we had different types of stories. So I think we had a little bit of core belief that brought us back. But still, like those people are dead. Like we're not those people anymore, which I think tends to not bode well for us in, I don't know, life, right? (laughs) But it's our core belief that gets us to heaven. It's the fact that like we have the ability to repent we have the ability to go to god we have he's washed us clean like we have this relationship with him so like our belief and what we actually like our core belief is what's leading us to heaven or hell not necessarily if you're doing wrong or not doing wrong right um and it doesn't give you a callus to do wrong to people or be mean to people or Things like that. And I think we're just as guilty as anybody else. That's why I always say, like, we're just people. Like, we're nobody. Mm -hmm. And it's like we're just trying to show people, like, this message of, like, gosh, like, we were the worst of the worst. We felt like at least. And look at us now. So it's like, it's not look at us now, but, like, look at how different we are. I guess is a better yeah, way to to word well. it. Not look at us now, but <laughs> but look at how different we are, and look at all that God did. Yeah, and I think that is like to our core beliefs what we need to really um, push in on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And a lot of people like through through this controversy, a lot of people are saying, um, well not believing in God is is the sin. And to that point, I say yes and no. Like, because it's the unbelief. Like, yeah, the unbelief is what gets you to hell. Mm -hmm. Is it considered a sin? I think if you know the truth and you deny it, yes. But if you didn't But if you didn't know, so then that, does that put it on me then? Or as does that put it on a, a Christian because I didn't share the truth with you. Is that a sin on me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would say yes. You think? Because Jesus... Like you're responsible. Kind of like if you know about child abuse and you didn't... And you don't stop it. Stop it or you didn't report it. Are you just as responsible? Yeah. In our legal system? Who yes. knows? But like, I mean, I just well, feel I mean, like... Yeah, if you think but about it, are like... you morally? Yeah. If you're like, oh, I want to shoot that person, and I hand you the loaded gun. Are you just as responsible? Am I an accessory to murder? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we do have a 
a um, purpose in that I think that's why like we were so led to do something in the podcast realm because we just felt like we wanted to keep sharing the message and encouraging others because it was so transformative for us Mm -hmm. and I think when you look at our our life in general is probably just one of like hundreds of thousands of stories out there but on the other hand like it's not like this whoo thing it's just like a normal I i don't even think our story is like it's not oh my gosh like no. life change like it's not gonna like sit here and change people's lives but it changed us and well, yeah. like to know that we could be different and that you know we prayed and prayed about something for umpteen years or at least i did i didn't want to think a certain way i didn't want to act a certain way and i was like bred and raised to act this way right and i didn't want to be like that and it was only by the grace of God, that mm-hmm. that could even be plausible. And I didn't know how to change that within myself. So right. I just was like, God, you have to do this. Like, God, you have to change me. And that's what and, you had to do. Like, that's what God And it was like magic. Like, like, it was like all of a sudden I was different. <laughs> and it was like weirdly like I know what happened. until you yeah. come to me. Well, and I know what happened is like I went to God and everything like that. But then... God put all these people in my mm-hmm. path. And interestingly enough, they were not all Christians, right? So put all these people in my path that treated people differently than I treated people. Mm. And talked to people differently than I talked to people. So it was like these great examples. And I don't even know if, like probably the biggest one wasn't even a Christian. Yeah. Like literally like, the way my bestie talked to people, I was like, what? And the way she thought about things, it was like, wait, what? And she, I was like, don't you care about this or that? Or don't you care? And she's like, no, I, why would I care about that? Yeah, well, I need to care and about that, they, like, she's not like this, I'm going to go to church every day person, right? Um, but she knows my beliefs. And like, at numerous times I've like told her about the Lord. So it's not a weird thing. It's just like we're still very close with it. But I think God uses any and everything that can get a hold of your heart, right? And that was like the closest person to me because we worked together and we like legit sat next to each other at work Mm -hmm. and shared a desk. I didn't even have my own desk. We like shared a desk. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's like, this is the closest person to you. This is the one that's going to like help you. And I'm like, oh, okay, God, right? And But I think at the core to changing is that you have to have this humility and then truly have this belief in Jesus. And if you have that belief in faith, mm-hmm. then you are on this path to heaven. Mm-hmm. And I think like... Um, in I think a lot of times people think about hell too as like fire and brimstone and things like that like and really um as far as my understanding goes like you're basically talking about being separated from the creator yeah like terribly separated from the creator for all of eternity like you're gonna be eternal somewhere like you're an eternal being so you're you're going to be somewhere and it's like you're going to be separated from the creator like think of how great it could be and um the case for christ um movie that came out and all that there's all these testimonies of people um i'm sure like you in the christian realm you hear people that have like said like i've been to heaven i've seen this i didn't realize that people had testimonies of going to hell and coming mm-hmm. back. Do you know what I mean? I had no idea. So that was like super enlightening to me. So if that's something that you're interested in, um, that was super enlightening to me because I was like, what? And they had very vivid experiences that were um, life changing. And it was because of their true, not because of what they were doing in life. It, they knew they were not doing well as people and things like that and not making good choices. But it was their core unbelief. Like they were not believing in God. Hmm. And 
I was listening to this podcast the other day and one of the guys referenced, he goes, if you look at what makes Jesus really mad, like in the Bible and scripture, most of it's like hypocrisy. And if you look at what keeps people from religion and what keeps people from the church, most of the time people will tell you it's because like Christian people act like this. Hypocrisy. And then they do this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you you believe this, you believe in the Bible, but then you drink on Saturday night? Oh, you must be a hypocrite. There's no leeway on people. Like, people don't have grace to say, hey, I'm working on it. Like, hey, that person's working on yeah. it or anything like that. Um, they just want this, like, immediate transformation, which doesn't, I would say, like, I, I've only seen it maybe, like, one time. In a, and I don't even know if that's an immediate, but, like, I think we've only met probably one person that we were like, whoa. And mm-hmm. <laughs> out of tons of people, right? And that's just seeing him once or twice i was gonna say we don't, we don't really know that in-depth story we don't either see, like and the day-to-day but yeah going off of your point like tim ross got a great podcast i think i sent you the reel on it and like church expects the same thing like church expects the immediate transformation like mm-hmm. like and tim ross says in the in the podcast like oh this dude was smoking meth and i don't even know if you smoke meth but like he was doing meth and like has no teeth and like showed up to church like all of his teeth are fake and he showed up to church like but then he's still doing meth and like the church is like oh you accepted christ and now you're still sitting like how dare you where's the transformation you don't really believe like but he showed up what about I'm working on it. It was just like you said, like what what happened to I'm working on it. But like, like nobody's willing to hang out for the transformation. Even the disciples, they were with Jesus, right? They were with Jesus and saw and they still had a hard time believing. They still didn't. So believe. this idea of belief is like Peter, the guy who's like he's like I'm going to build my rock my church on you Peter, like you're the rock, like all this stuff that Peter that he says to Peter is like Peter still denied him. Mm-hmm. Like, Peter saw all these miracles. And, like, they walked with him and saw him and, like, slept next to him and, like, watched him pray. And, like, they still had a hard time believing. Boy. So how could you think that, like, sin was really the cause? It's like belief is down to it. And I think that steps on people's toes because sin is easier because you can blame it on your flesh. When you talk about belief, you're talking about an inherent choice in I'm going to do this or do that or believe this or believe that. And just because you believe something doesn't necessarily believe or doesn't necessarily mean that you're like all in and an expert, right? So if you believe... In the Constitution, that's that's great. I believe in the Constitution. Do you know it forwards, backwards, inside, outside? Do, can you tell me the Bill of Rights? Can you, like, not do you, you know all that stuff? It. Like, no. not if you never studied it. Not no. if you never got into it. And then, even then, is it really complicated? Is it really hard? Is it not written how you would write it today? Yeah, probably. So it's really hard to understand. Would it take you a while to dissect it all and really get what it is? Absolutely. But do we give people that kind of grace in the church? No. No, we're like, oh, you didn't read your Bible? Oh, you're not doing it? Oh, you don't have this immediate transformation of like spirit? And it's like, you you can absolutely believe and be like a baby Christian and still have this very core belief. And I think one of the things I thought was so interesting about this controversy that he was having is I think it lends itself to very easily making people look, um, they don't want to look at Jesus. They don't want to look at the thing that's uncomfortable. They don't want to look at that. They're going to minutely pull this all apart and go from there and we I think I told you about this that we had um our friends in our small group had pulled us all together and asked us it was back when like there was a bakery that refused to make a cake for a gay couple 
And our friends were like, where does everybody sit on this issue? And me and Anthony, like, let me tell y'all. So everybody that was in this little group, they were all very educated. They'd all went to college. Yeah, they all had, like, master's degrees and stuff. Like, we were so intimidated. We were like, we hadn't done any of that. And, like, they came from, like, nicer families and, like, more, like, like, they grew up in nicer homes. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, we just looked like white trash, I felt like. Like, compared to them. We weren't, but that's what, like, I felt like sometimes. So they never, like, said anything They never, like, like, condemned us us or anything. Absolutely not. But it was so funny because so they, like, wanted to talk a lot about things. They read a lot of books and things like that. And so it was um, very enlightening um, relationships that we were were having. So it was really kind of cool. And so I thought, oh, this is really nice. Like, they want to, like, ask about this. Mm -hmm. So they get us all together. Like, we're at small group. And they were like, hey, we just wanted to know, like, where does everybody sit on this? And I felt like we were probably born again at this point. Like, we were probably very young born again at this point. And um, I had had a very vivid experience. Like, I know I absolutely was. But um, the conversation we had with them was that, They want to know where we sat on this. And they were all debating this and that and theology. And like, if you acknowledge sin and you don't tell somebody your sin. And oh my gosh, like all of this theology. All of this um, scriptures of like, just craziness, right? And we were sitting there and I was kind of like, what I felt like this kind of trashy baby Christian <laughs> on this side, I was like, I really don't have anything. Like, I didn't do any research. I probably hadn't even read the whole Bible at this point in my life. Um, and I remember being in this room and just being like, you guys, don't you think we're talking about the wrong thing? And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, don't you feel like this would be an easy thing for the enemy to be like, hey, let them look over here at this cake and this bakery and not look at Jesus. And I was like, what about like loving the person? What about sharing Jesus with this person? What about like, what's the point of this? It doesn't have anything to do with bakeries and cakes and all of this. Like the point would be that we need to love human beings, right? And show them love. And it was so interesting because the person who had formulated all of this had told me months earlier um, something that really had changed my life. She was like, well, like, how can anybody judge you or anybody else? Like, look, she's like, I can't judge anyone. Like, look at Paul. Like, he killed Christians and then went on to write, like, the whole New Testament or, like, half the New Testament. And I was like, baby Christian didn't even know that, Right. Didn't know that Paul wrote all that. Had no idea. I was like, oh, okay. So I really felt like these people were trying to be non-judgmental. But on the other hand, as kind of like, I think sometimes as believers, we get into this where we want to debate the theology of this or we want to debate what God has for us and really like what should these bakers have done or what should this have happened or what, like they want to get into the muck and the mud of all that. But the real key is like, did we love those people well yeah. in their sin? Because don't we all have sin? But like, did we love them well? Did we, like, isn't that the key? Like, are we? did we show them Jesus? Mm-hmm. Like, besides the cake, like, what else was there? Like, I feel like I wish there was, like, more to the story. And I was very outnumbered in this. Like very outnumbered i don't even know if you even spoke but like i remember this conversation and feeling very they were like no that's not what we're talking about like but kind of like basically saying like you should pick a side and i'm like but can't we don't you think if we could just love people this would be better and they like in spite of their sin because we know that our sin is equally as bad just because I disagree with your lifestyle doesn't mean that, like, you shouldn't be loved. For sure, right? Like, and, like, I remember thinking, like, I feel like the enemy uses things like this to, like, 
pull Christians, pull believers yeah. into like and the I think, muck. I think a lot, uh, a lot of what of our what our and that's what's happening with this now is like, oh, you don't you don't believe exactly what I believe. You must be the you you're must the be problem. Wrong. You're the problem. You're cancel evil. you. You're wrong. <laughs> and it's like no, like just because you and I disagree doesn't mean that we can't love each other. Doesn't mean that we can't be friends. And doesn't mean I can't keep sharing like the love of God, however that looks for that person. Believe it. That's on you. That's not on me. Mm -hmm. I can't make you believe it. And there is like I was just reading some scriptures in Acts, and it talks about the fact that like you're not responsible as a person. Like if they can't go outside and see the majesty of God, like there's all these things that shouldn't be that that are right like bumblebees shouldn't fly i use this all the time like scientifically they shouldn't fly i think it's bumblebees shouldn't fly or some kind of bee and um scientifically like they shouldn't fly like they they can't like their body's too big their wings wouldn't carry them but they do mm-hmm. and it's amazing mm-hmm. and it's like you can't explain that other than god and but it's not on you if they can't see that, like that, it's not like you don't have to take all that on. Like you don't have to take on anyone else's sin basically. Right. And I think that was the point of what these people were trying to say when they were talking about this bakery thing of like, like, do you tell people their sin? Do you not tell people their sin? And I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, I don't think you need to. Like, I think people know. I think, (laughs) I think, yeah, I don't think you know to tell anybody. I think the conversion, um, a pastor told me this one time, like, it's not your job to convince yeah. an unbeliever to believe in Christ. Like, that's what the Bible does. Jesus will do that. It's your job to convert them. Well, and show them the path. Because I think sometimes even, like, we can very much attest to this. Where, like, you just feel like you're lost down the road. Like, I want to do this now, but now what? What do right. I do? How do I live? And if you don't have anyone to look at. But... Anyway, how do that, you know how to do that? Right. But and back so, to what I was saying, it was like after the conversion, the Bible will reveal your sin to you. Yeah, you don't need anyone to, so like, I don't need study, to go point it out to right, you. So as you study the Bible and get deeper into your faith and, like, your faith gets stronger and you study more and you pray more, like, your sins become apparent to you and, like... You start to like, oh my gosh, like, and you don't want them. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't need this, and like, and that's what like I will be forever grateful that I don't, that God never left us in our sin, like He never let us enjoy it. Yeah, so I don't need to like sit there and tell you like, oh well, you're a drug addict, like, people know you're a murderer. And the I th- Bible says not to do that. Like that's a commandment. You know, I don't need to tell you that. And like, it, but it's very telling about your belief of what you do with people that do this do you believe like that you're just as bad as the murderer down the street yeah i am and like we truly do like we say this all the time we're like no i just am just I'm as not bad out, like killing people doesn't make me because sin is all the same more worthy than than him yeah not at all it's and because I, I know i know the truth and i've accepted the truth he probably he or she probably never ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's my job is to tell them, like, hey. Or they just haven't accepted it yet. There's a better way. Mm-hmm. Like, like we my, always say, my we're whole like, thing if you is have just a better story, let me love. Know. Like, mm-hmm. if I don't show you love, like, I might be the only person in in that person's life that is showing them showing love. them love. And people can't transfer something they don't know. Right. So if you don't know love, people can't transfer that, mm-hmm. right? So like, I think you're like a good example of this. Like sometimes it's like, I'm like, Anthony, be nicer, do this, do that. And like, but if you hadn't, if you didn't receive that, you don't know how to like transfer that to other people sometimes Mm -hmm. and so you have to work on that and the bible will tell you how to work on that and um but i think like to get back to michael todd's point 
if you, where it starts is your belief. Mm-hmm. And then it goes from there. It's your, um, our, our dog came back. He's so cute. You can't see him on camera, but he's up here trying to get some love like everyone else, right? Just trying to love you. Just want some love. But anyway. I think to Michael Todd's point, yeah, like, you know, it's your belief that is steering the direction you're going. Like, are you going to heaven are you going to hell? Like, what direction are you going in? Like, are you going closer to the creator or further away? Because that's all we're really speaking about here, right? But we say these words and then people take them on very harshly and like heaven and hell and like, you know, they take them and it's like, are you, are you, are you more closer to the creator or are you steering farther away from the creator? And that's where it is but it all has to do with your core belief so it was easier for us to come back to our core our belief because we had a foundation in that belief but that's what gets you there it does if I think what your sin I, I think your sin is a whole different issue and like you said like you have to choose the path and choose your belief and then your sin is something you deal with afterward yeah I think it comes down to like Jesus said the only way to the Father is through me. It's the only way to the Father. That's the only way to heaven. It's through Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you there don't shouldn't believe, be an argument. Yeah. Know? Like, if you don't believe it, you ain't getting in. Mm-hmm. And some of those that do believe it still ain't getting in. Because Jesus would know their heart. Yeah. So it wouldn't be a true belief. Could, it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with necessarily sin. It's like the true belief. And I think the word sin gets thrown around like so Because Jesus crazy. even says like what he says about being lukewarm. Like I don't want you lukewarm. I'll spit you out. Yeah. Like I either want you cold or I want you hot. So I don't want you sitting on the fence. Like decide. I want you either on one side of the fence or the other. Like yeah. either you're for me or you're against me Mm -hmm. there is no like oh well i'm here for you when it's convenient for me Mm -hmm. you ain't getting in yeah oh our dog i swear but i think that's a huge thing it's like you have to pick your side and it's about what you believe not necessarily i think sin would be an action right like we're all sinners like and your action isn't necessarily have anything to do with which which way you're going because like you can still sin and be going to heaven because Mm -hmm. jesus took care of the sin because we live in earthly bodies because i mean there's so many other variables here like if you just even looked at this in like an objective way of like i think i think of things very medically sometimes of like you have to look at all your variables and then make your good decision well like if you look at all your variables here like sin has tons of variables Mm -hmm. right and so we're talking like there's the jesus factor there's the fact that you can now repent because you're under the new covenant there's the fact that like like so basically like you can be forgiven there's there's all these things but the actual other so sin has all these variables but belief is belief like Mm -hmm. there's not a ton of variables it's like you believe that jesus existed that he was here that he died for our sins and you believe that he rose again that he's preparing a place in heaven for us i mean there's there's a lot of things here to that and um but you believe in him as a whole. So it's like you believe right. in him or you don't. Right. And that's it. Like, and your belief is going to steer the car. So whatever way you believe is going to steer your car, which would be more of like your actions with sin. So like, are you going to show up to church and keep smoking meth and like keep trying and like, this week I was good, but next week it's hard. And this week I was okay, but next week it might be harder for me. Like, and still truly believe that Jesus was 100% there for you. Yeah. 
but is your what if your car's if your car's going the other way and you're like no like I have forsaken Jesus and I've said no I don't believe then your car's your car's going down the path of heaven where like you're gonna live eternally without the creator and like if you could imagine being your life is chaotic most of the time without a when you don't believe in Jesus like life tends to kind of calm down and we talked about this in our last podcast it's like it's not as chaotic it's not as hard and it's like it's not that not as hard but like it's easier to deal with so like things bad things still happen things come up as your faith grows yeah like that stuff still comes up but if you've denounced it and said i don't believe this at all then you have no hope and you're living without your creator essentially and that's going to be difficult like that's Mm going to be really hard and that's it like that's the path you're going down so i think to michael todd's point like per the scripture like he's right on the money but what would you say to like close this out like why people don't why are people so uncomfortable with this statement I I think I think it goes into like I want to make myself feel better about myself type of thing. Like as long as I'm a good person and I do as much good as I can or I'm Sorry, Sammy. You know, I don't need I don't need the belief. I don't need to believe in in God to get into heaven. As long as I'm a good person, I didn't kill anybody, I didn't do this or do that, like mm-hmm. I'm genuinely a good person, then I'll get into heaven. That's like the problem. I think that's the problem. It's like nobody wants to believe that this is the only way. Like, Jesus is the only way. You have to believe in Christ to get in. And not only believe in Christ, but, like, actually build a relationship with And him. live your life and live like that. Christ-like. Yeah, live your life for the Lord instead of against the Lord, right. like what you were doing before. And sometimes that is a process. Like, it might not be a few huge transformation, and I feel like it, it is a, a choice every single day. But I think it's easier to say I'm a good person and by moral standards, I'm okay. You should let me in. Mm-hmm. Like that's your human argument. And if that was the way it should be and you could get in by good works alone, not by any other belief, then there would have been no need for Jesus. And I mm-hmm. think we were talking about this when we were driving the other day. It's like, you know what you were saying about if you don't believe, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't believe, um, like, what have you gained? But if, oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, I kind of have this. I have this conversation with people all the time. Like, you know, going back to what I said earlier, like, oh, if I don't, I'm genuinely a good person. Like, I'll get into heaven. Like. Okay. Like, like everything why, will be fine. Like, yeah. why do you... And people ask me, like, well, why do you believe in Christ? I'm like, well, why not? I'm like, well, I just don't think anything happens after after we die. Okay, that's fine. But what happens if you're wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I lose by believing in Christ and, any, and me ending up wrong? I don't think that I am. But what, you know, by the sheer chance... If nothing happens, and like if nothing happens when I die, what but did I, I lose? But I spent my life devoted to Christ. Like, what do I lose? Even by moral society standards, like you're still doing better. Like, but you, the unbeliever, yeah, you spend your life in unbelief. You know, you don't believe in Christ, and then you die. Like, what have you lost? Wrong. Your eternity. Like, what did you? What did you gain? You didn't gain anything. And nothing. And you, in fact, have lost... Like you lost your eternity because you Like you lost believe. your life. You lost your eternity. It's like... It's like... 
Jesus came and solved this problem. Like, and you didn't, you didn't believe, so you don't, you don't receive the reward in that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you don't believe it, and you're not close to God, and you're not like, gosh, thank you so much, because I did not deserve this, then at the end of it, like, if somebody has lost something, it's not the believer, it's the only person that could actually lose something in that scenario would be the unbeliever. Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes back to Michael Todd's point of like, it's not only like just scriptural, but it's just logical to think that like the only person in that scenario that could potentially lose something, which is essentially like your eternity Mm -hmm. with your creator is the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. The believer doesn't lose anything. Right. Even if you're wrong, like we didn't lose anything. Like, do you know what I mean? Like nothing is like, oh, I was nicer to people. Oh, I showed more people love. Oh, you know, like right. like your inherent actions would be so much different that you wouldn't it's not what you you wouldn't lose anything. It's yeah. like, what do I lose from believing in this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely nothing. But what can I gain? Yeah. Like, I gain the fact that, like, I never have to be afraid to die. Like, yeah. I never have to be afraid of that. I never have to wonder because I know that God's taking care of me. I know that he has conquered that. And then I don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. So this human thing that most people are all afraid of. Like, I don't have to be afraid of it anymore. Mm -hmm. And, like, inherently, like, we say this all the time. Like, we're not. Like, I'm being Jesus. I don't care what y'all do. Like, (laughs) and it's like, gosh, like, he'll probably leave us here forever because of that. You know, like, he'll probably be like, oh, he got to stay. But I think to us, it's like the only person in the scenario that doesn't win is the unbeliever. Mm -hmm. And so it it makes perfect sense to Michael Todd's point. And per like what the scripture says is per what Jesus says in the passages that we read in John, it has to do with your belief. Like your belief gets you eternal life. Your belief in Jesus, you know, um, saves you basically. Your belief is what it gains you eternal life like if he's like oh you believe in me all right this is great Mm -hmm. and because you would believe it would automatically make you push you in the direction of having a relationship and being close to to jesus and being close to your creator and then when this does happen like god's gonna be like oh i i know you like we talk all the time i got Mm -hmm. you like come on in like he's not gonna like open the door and be like who are you Right. Where, like, how can I help you? Like, that's not what he's going to mm-hmm. say because he's like, I knew you. So, like, yeah. your belief is your first step there. And I think you're right. Like, people are, they don't want, um, they don't want to go down and think that's, that's the way. Like, this is the only way. I think people are scared of only rules mm-hmm. or like having too many rules or like I don't want anybody to tell me what to do or how to believe or what to be in life and it's like you are subject to somebody's authority all the time like everybody's got a boss everybody's got a mom everybody's got like do you know what I mean like you are subject to somebody's authority like everybody's got a like in our case like a president or a this or a that or a government like you have rules you have to listen to like it is inconceivable to think that you live on this planet and that you can actually do what you want mm-hmm. and that you're not under the submission of somebody because all of us are whether we want to believe it or not. And so it's like if you if that is the way it is, then we might as well be under a good one. Like you said, what like if you're under somebody's authority anyway, like what why is not that, be under God? Why like, not be under Jesus? Who's like, going to help it, you and bless what you? What does it matter? Yeah. Yeah, so I feel kind of sad, actually, that he had to kind of go through this controversy, Michael Todd did, but, like, what 
I'm sure that he's. Um... And he knew. <clears throat> he knew. Yeah, because he knew before he, he said, said it, it that it was going to be a controversial yeah, he thing. Was, he's like, this is a controversial thing. And then he said what he said. But, but like, how proud as like a brother in Christ, I'm like, gosh, like you said it and you knew everybody was going to be like, mmm. And like, he had the courage to like put himself out there and be the one that would get those stones thrown at him it's like gosh like wow like good for you like that's amazing like that's what we should all be striving towards like if even if it's controversial even if it's hard you should tell you should definitely still say it even Mm -hmm. if it's you know not the most popular opinion you should still say it and even if people come to you and deface your character like they were doing for him um and saying just ridiculous things about his popularity you should still say it and so you don't lose anything by your belief in jesus yeah i agree but anyway that's gonna wrap up this week's episode or Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And we look forward to um, exploring more promises and more kind of controversial things that we come across. So we hope that this encouraged you. And um, we'll see you again. Bye.